Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us today. Again, the setup is a little bit different. We have our two mics, our board on, all that good stuff. So again, if it sounds different than it usually does, or since you were here last, just know that we're changing things a little bit, but Mm -hmm. we're also trying to get it dialed in so that it is perfect audio for you guys. Last week was actually our very first episode that we recorded in the ministry center and uh, we got some questions. Yes, that is almost fully renovated. We Mm -hmm. only have like Really, it is renovated. It's yeah. done. There's literally um, like one more thing that we want to literally do purely for appearance sake. Right. Like, that's yeah. It. So. And it wouldn't even really need to be done. No. It's just something that we had in our minds before planning yeah. all of our stuff out. So yes, that is fully renovated. We are so excited, guys. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect meeting place. And we are just so thrilled to finally be having um, meetings and hosting people in there and doing all of that great stuff because it has been so much fun being able to have our Bible study in there. Our dad has a men's group that meets on Friday nights in there. And we have just had so many amazing meetings in there that have been Mm -hmm. just so full of the Lord's presence and we've experienced him so much in there and it's just it's a great peaceful meeting place and that's Mm -hmm. what we wanted it to be in the very beginning when we started thinking about it and the Lord laid it on our hearts to kind of renovate that and do that it is definitely that and we're just so excited to finally be out there so the reason I bring that up is because last week we were talking about our few Christmas party that we were going to have a couple days after we recorded We had our party in there last Saturday as of when you guys will be listening to this and when the episode will be uploaded. And it was just so beautiful. We had Mm -hmm. like more of a candlelight vibe going on in Mm -hmm. there and it was just really cute. We had, uh, we made it formal party. Yeah. So that was really, really fun. First time we've ever done anything like that, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the ministry center. This is actually, we had a Christmas party in there a couple years ago with the girls and that was before, guys. That literally, was literally when it was still a, a garage. garage. Yeah. We like completely. It looked so bad. <laughs> the walls were not painted. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, it was awful. But it was also exciting because we had just cleared everything out of yeah. there and had like started talking to the girls about the renovation process and what we were doing. So it's kind of cool to look back on that Christmas party and fast forward to. Uh, Saturday evening when we had our Christmas party this year Mm -hmm. and just how much it's changed. Like I was looking back at the pictures from the other Christmas party a couple years ago and in the same spots taking pictures and, you know, all this stuff. And it just looks so different and it's so crazy. So that was really exciting. We all had a great time. It was just Mm -hmm. a great time together. We worshiped and we were able to eat together and exchange gifts and make a little craft together. It was just a really good time for us to spend together and just to have a little bit of fun. So Maddie, do you want to update on Blogmas? What else Mm -hmm. do we have going on? All that good stuff. Okay, so Blogmas is going great, and you guys are hopefully enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you've been reading the posts and everything. If yeah. you haven't, you need to get on it <laughs> immediately. Catch up, guys. Yeah. 
there is always a link. I'll start with this because mm-hmm. um, I feel like half the time I forget to say this. There is always a link in every episode description mm-hmm. that we upload to the blog. So yeah. you can always go to the episode description, click on that link, and it will take you directly to our blog. It's super easy. Or you can just look up the blog wherever you search things, mm-hmm. and it'll take you directly to the blog. And then you can view our blog post, view our blogmas posts. We have some exciting guest posts coming. We have actually already posted a couple of guest posts from Mm -hmm. some of our close friends. And I'm sure some of you will remember we just recently posted a guest post from Cameron Green, Mm -hmm. who is someone that we had on the podcast. And she did a great job. We absolutely love her blog posts. And we had a great time recording with her last year. And we have just really enjoyed doing ministry with her and getting to know her a little bit. So she was gracious enough to write a blog post for us. And we posted that a few days ago and it was really great. We were really excited. So make sure that you go read that. We've had a couple of other friends um, write some blog posts. Mm -hmm. Trent Claybaker wrote one, did an incredible job. Go and read that one. And uh, we've just had a couple of other guest posts that we have really enjoyed posting for you guys and our family has written a bunch of posts Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's getting easier now. We talk about sometimes how hard it is to write (laughs) the blog post, but now that we're like in the swing of Christmas. I feel like we're in the groove now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been a lot easier lately and I actually have new ideas. Can you believe that? Because (laughs) inspiration. (laughs) Yes. Literally at the beginning of this year, I was at the beginning of this blog miss, I was just like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> because I really poured my heart and soul into oh last year's blog miss posts and She's I really so proud loved of them. <laughs> Those are blog posts that I really love that yeah. I look back on and just see where the Lord was moving in my life mm-hmm. when I wrote them, which I think makes them much more yeah, they're memorable. Yeah, yeah, when you have memories connected with them and stuff. So I was just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do for this year, but the Lord has been moving mm-hmm. in our minds. <laughs> Yeah, he really so, has. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to bring up something, guys. Why why are dad's blog posts always the most popular? Literally. Like seriously. <laughs> we'll look at our views and different things and we can see some of the stats on, you know, like mm-hmm. recent views and stuff. And dad always has way more, way more than yeah. all of our posts. Um and it's it's just a crazy it, it's a crazy thing, guys. Um so help us out please because Maddie and I need to get our views up a little bit. Um go read mom's blog posts also. Yes. Mom Mom's mom always has good views really too. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all I guess maybe we should just let them run our ministry. <laughs> yeah. Parent takeover again. We need yeah. to have them do another parent takeover on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So let's get started with this episode. Maddie, what are we talking about today? What is our main focus here? Do we even know? <laughs> uh, we have a general idea. Yeah. Per as usual. we always do. Okay. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about the shepherds. Y'all know that that is one of our favorite aspects of mm-hmm. the Christmas story, discussing the shepherds and how significant they were in the Christmas story. Yeah. I think they get overlooked a lot, which is honestly really sad because Mm -hmm. the details that the Lord worked out regarding the shepherds and different things is just absolutely incredible. And really, I think is one of the things that makes the Christmas story come alive and make it 
a little bit more relatable for us today in the 21st century. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the shepherds, but mainly we're going to be talking about the darkness that Mm. we have kind of gotten used to in our world. We're going to be referring back to one of mom's blog miss posts from last year, which was really good. And just kind of discussing that a little bit, discussing how if all of us would come together and really just be a light in the darkness and I mean, I know we talk about this stuff all the time, but we're going to talk about it a little bit differently today, just in regards to Christmas and that kind of thing. And I'm excited. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be a good one. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let me read um, just some bits and parts from this blog post every now and then. And this was written by mom, like Maddie said. It's Blogmas Day 31 from last year. We published it on New Year's Eve. So just as I read this, keep that in mind that it was New Year's Eve when she published this. Mm -hmm. And she just talked about how New Year's Eve is a day of reflection and resolution, right? All of us have goals. All of us have those different things that we're setting and the different ideas that we have about how we want 2023 to look and Mm -hmm. what we want to do and, you know, all of those different things. We all have those moments of motivation. (laughs) Literally, eating moments. And so, yeah, so she says, I'm just going to read bits and parts here. She said, some of you are probably excited at the prospect of a fresh start, a new year. Others are likely apprehensive about what 2022 will hold again last year. The previous couple of years have been trying to say the least. Regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, I want to challenge you to make your personal relationship with Jesus your priority this year. It is natural for us to gravitate towards making resolutions about our weight, fitness, and physical health. We feel a sense of determination to get organized at home, school, or work in the coming year. But I wonder how many of us even include our spiritual life on our list of goals. Above all else, we must create space in our lives to read and contemplate God's word. We must make room to watch for and celebrate the truth, goodness, and beauty he has placed before us. And then she talks about how she heard a poem about the shepherds, and this poem is called Song of the Shepherds, which we'll read here in a little bit after we chat about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says that this resonated so deeply with her because she believes that this is where we as Christians are in the world today. And then she goes on to explain it starts, the poem starts with the shepherds sitting out in the darkness, darkness that they know so well because they were out in it night after night. Mm -hmm. And how they felt comfortable and had grown comfortable in that darkness, even with the threats lurking around and such. And then she makes the point that most of the time they sat in silence, but every now and then one of them would pick up a flute and start playing, breaking through the oppressive silence, pushing back the darkness. So just from reading that, Maddie, what are your thoughts? Well, I definitely think that this relates to last week's podcast episode Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, Last week, if you haven't listened to it, we talked a little bit about Tolkien's quote from The Hobbit. He states, this is kind of paraphrasing, but if more of us valued song and food and cheer, it would be a merrier world. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of talked about how during Christmas, we all look towards the big things and we get kind of obsessed with just the trendiness and our status during Christmas. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of reminds me of last week's episode just in the fact that 
it is the small things that push back the darkness. Just picking up that flute and playing that song just makes the darkness less oppressive. Yeah. And I think that this is something that I have really come to value, especially this Christmas. I know that we talked about it a few different times last Christmas, but this Christmas, I really have just been focusing really this entire year. I've just tried to focus on the small things that Mm -hmm. actually bring joy because I think you know, not even just at Christmas time, but all year round, we get so obsessed with the big things. I mean, when we think about our New Year's resolutions and stuff, which I think we will talk about at some point here yeah. before New Year's, when you think to last New Year's Eve or last uh, late December, you think of all these big goals that you have, or at least I do. I mean, I was thinking about this when we hit December this year, I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I failed at like all of my goals this year and it gets really discouraging but I think that part of the reason that we get so discouraged and everything is because we set such lofty goals for Mm. ourselves I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive to be the best and to work hard and to really improve yourself because you totally should but I think that sometimes we get so obsessed Mm -hmm. with these different goals and what we want what we want to do what we want to experience how we want to look and all these different things, especially around the new year. And it becomes something that we get so obsessed with that we really lose sight of those small goals that Mm -hmm. we should be pursuing, those more manageable and more practical goals that we should be pursuing. And that's something that I've tried to focus on a lot this year because I am definitely one of those people Mm -hmm. that sets huge goals and just expects a lot out of myself. And then when I don't deliver – I get like totally discouraged Mm -hmm. and like mad at myself for not doing what I said I was going to do at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. Some of that is good because I have got to work on my (laughs) self-discipline, but that's one of my goals for this new year. But I think that especially around Christmas, you know, we get focused on the family gatherings, the gifts, the giving and receiving Mm -hmm. and how we're going to be all of these different places in one day and, you know, all these different things. And we let this time become so busy and so packed full of things that honestly we don't even enjoy doing half the time Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really sad because Christmas is all about pushing back the darkness through cultivating goodness and truth and beauty in your own little corner of the world and I think that we really miss the point when we get so obsessed with the big things when we Mm -hmm. get so obsessed with What do I want? What do other people want? How are we going to do all these things right around Christmas? How full can we pack our schedule to get all these family gatherings in, to get other Christmas parties with friends in and all these different things? That's honestly one of the reasons that we prioritized a more laid back Christmas party this year. And we even talked with our Bible study group about how Christmas is not about us Mm -hmm. and it is all about Jesus and it is all about what he's done for us. And I wrote a blog post last year about how the only reason that Jesus came to earth was to defeat darkness. Yeah. Was to completely transform our sin Mm -hmm. into something that he can save us from into something that we can look at and say, yeah, I was really messed up then and I really wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But now Jesus came, he saved me and now I get to spend the rest of eternity with him, Mm -hmm. the rest of eternity serving him. And so I think that it's just kind of sad when we miss that during Christmas because also if we're meant to follow Jesus' example, then that is exactly what we should be striving to do 
in our world today. Mm-hmm. It should not just be like, what can I do that is self-serving that's going to make me happy? It should be, how do I push back darkness today? And it should be a day-by-day effort. I mean, how do I push back darkness today mm-hmm. in my life today? What am I doing today? And how do I make an impact for the kingdom in what I'm doing? Yeah. And sometimes that is as simple as writing a handmade card. Sometimes it's as simple as inviting someone over for a relaxing meal that's Mm -hmm. not even that like fancy or, you know, your house may be a disaster. I don't know, whatever. The things that we put such stress on ourselves to make perfect and to make Mm -hmm. beautiful and all those things, it it doesn't mean that you don't still do some of that. Yeah. Because I am definitely, I feel like I take on a Martha personality when it comes to hosting (laughs) and stuff. Like Maddie will testify to this. I can get very stressed out Mm -hmm. about the tiniest little details that no one is probably going to notice. Amen. And that's just my personality you know mm-hmm. I, I just get very overwhelmed by those things that are not perfect which is probably a good thing sometimes because i don't worry about that stuff as much sometimes so like, but not all the time my social gatherings would not be nearly as put together <laughs> so we balance each other out a little yeah. bit you know you could say mm-hmm. but sometimes keeping the darkness at bay like we talked about last week sometimes that is done by just doing the simple ordinary daily tasks Mm -hmm. that you have set before you. And hopefully you are in the place that God wants you because you have been listening to him, because you are near to his heart, because you feel what he feels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear hear the quote and all, you know, stuff about people saying, well, you're exactly where you should be and you're right where God wants you. And I do not, I don't agree with that at all um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think that a lot of us may not be where God wants us to be. Yeah. We may be where we think we should be or where we want to be. And, you know, like what if the Israelites would have said that to themselves or what if they thought that? They probably mm-hmm. did. Like we're right where God wants us to be. We're doing what he wants us to do when they're bowing down As to the golden calf, their you idols. know? Yeah. Um, Because I feel like that's what we're doing in our culture today. Mm -hmm. Like we're saying, oh, we're right where God wants us. We're doing what he has for us. We're feeling called to do this or that or whatever. And it's the furthest thing from what he actually wants us to be doing, what Mm -hmm. he actually has for us. So I, I, side note, that's definitely a side note, but I feel like sometimes the small ordinary things, we miss out on those things. And that is the example that the shepherd set for us. They're just out in their fields watching their flocks by night. Like that's what scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. It's not fancy. It's not this epic job. You know, they're not up on stage speaking to a million people in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They're not any of that, okay? They're watching their flocks by night, Mm -hmm. something that they do every single night. No one sees it. No one notices them, you know, like it's this small ordinary deal. Mm -hmm. And yet an angel shows up. And announces to them the birth of the Savior first. They are Mm -hmm. the first ones to know. And they are in the midst of ordinary daily work. But yet he shows up to them. I just love that. I think that Mm -hmm. that is beautiful. And then this poem that we're about to read you, oh my goodness, it is just phenomenal. How it just alludes to the fact that they were doing such simple work, but yet they were ready. Mm -hmm. They were ready to see the savior of the world. They didn't know it was going to happen that night, obviously, yeah. but they were ready for it. They were prepared for the savior of the world and they knew that he he was to come and they were waiting on him. 
And I just love that. And the ordinary mm-hmm. tasks that they were doing and the simplicity of their job, of their work, that no one probably noticed or, you know, praised them for, mm-hmm. God shows up and he enters into that ordinary job, that ordinary work that they're doing. And do you guys remember that picture that was all over the internet? I believe it was last Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the those tornadoes went through Mayfield, Kentucky, all over Kentucky. And it was just absolutely crazy. The devastation was terrible. Mm-hmm. So many families were homeless. So many things happened there. And that famous picture of the two churches that were across the street from one another in Mayfield, Kentucky. And on Christmas Eve, their two congregations met in one of their parking lots and they lit it up. They lit the parking lot up so that they could see and stuff. And these two churches, if you look at the picture, I have it pulled up. I'm looking at it right now. The two churches are completely leveled. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're just completely destroyed. And yet these two congregations are coming together in the midst of hurt and pain and suffering and devastation and loss. And they're worshiping the Lord in this parking lot together um, on Christmas Eve. And I just love this picture because it's so powerful. You just see it and you're like, wait, what is going on there? You know, like what what Mm -hmm. is happening there? When we read this poem to you, I I think that this picture, if you have not seen the picture, go look it up because it's so powerful. But mom goes on to say in her blog post that we have been sitting in the darkness of a fallen world night after night and year after year. Mm -hmm. We know this is true. We talked about this a little bit last week. We are living in such an evil and sinful world. And so many of us are wondering what is happening? Like, Mm -hmm. what is what is happening around us? And she says, we have grown accustomed to it and rarely even give its threats much thought anymore. Yeah. However, every now and then one of us has the courage to stand up and provide some beauty, proof that Christ is still in the world working through his followers. The light of the world, John 18, 12, that breaks through the silence and pushes back the darkness. This, to me, is a perfect explanation of what is happening or what happened between these two churches on Christmas Eve last year. Mm -hmm. They're bringing beauty into this world by just illustrating what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. In the midst of everything that's happening, the last thing that they probably (laughs) would have done on their own without Jesus entering into this deal was get together in the midst of all of this devastation and loss. And gather together and sing hymns and focus on the word mm-hmm. and praise the Lord in it. That's the last thing that they would probably do on their own. But yet, because they're followers of Christ, because the Holy Spirit is living within each of their hearts, they are able to gather together in the midst of this terrible circumstance and show the rest of the world what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Christ in a broken community that desperately needs it. Yeah, and I think that that's such a great illustration of kind of casting aside our divisions within the church. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, can you think, there was probably even some rivalry between these two churches possibly about who has the bigger attendance Mm -hmm. on Sundays and who has more kids in their children's ministry and all these different things. And 
yet when disaster struck, they were able to come together mm-hmm. and truly be the church, which I think we should be doing that whether disaster strikes or not. Yeah. But I think that that is a powerful image of what it looks like to really be following Jesus and to put aside those mm-hmm. petty grievances and those petty rivalries and different things like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and read this poem that mom refers to in her blog post that she had at the end. It's called Song of the Shepherds by Richard Bauckham, I think is how you pronounce his last name. I'm pretty sure, but if I'm pronouncing that wrong, then I apologize. (laughs) So here we go. It says, we were familiar with the night. We knew its favorite colors, its sullen silence, and its small disturbing sounds, its unprovoked rages, its savage dreams. We slept by turns, attentive to the flock. We said little. Night after night, there was little to say. But sometimes one of us, skilled in that way, would pipe a tune of how things were for us. They say that once, almost before time, the stars with shining voices serenaded the newborn world. The night could not contain their boundless praise. We thought that just a poem, until the night, the song of solar glory, unutterable, unearthly, eclipsed the luminaries of the night, as though the world were exercised of dark and, coming to itself, began again. Later, we returned to the flock. The night was ominously black. The stars were silent as the sheep. Nights pass, year on year. We clutch our meager cloaks against the cold. Our aging pipers' fumbling fingers play, night after night, an earthly echo of the song that banished dark. It has stayed with us. First of all, can we just talk about like how gorgeous this mm-hmm. poem is i mean that is just so beautiful and i have really come to appreciate poetry a lot more this year mm-hmm. i've always liked poetry but i think that that poem is absolutely beautiful and such a wonderful explanation of what the very first christmas looked like i mean it yeah. was dark and just imagine i mean like now you go outside mm-hmm. and 10 o'clock at night and it's still you can see you know without a flashlight or whatever because we've got all these cities nearby and Mm -hmm. different things and especially if you live in a neighborhood you've got you know outside lights on people's houses and different things so really I don't think we even have a good concept Mm -hmm. of the actual darkness that they were in that they were familiar with and I think that that's such a potent image because In reality, in a spiritual reality, Mm -hmm. we are sitting in that kind of darkness. Yeah. We are sitting in that darkness where you literally can't see your hand in front of your face. Mm -hmm. I think that it's really sad that we are not having as big of an impact on that darkness as we could because we're getting so caught up in our petty grievances and our petty rivalries, especially Mm -hmm. during the Christmas season. I think that Christmas has become such a status thing you know who can buy who can buy their kids more gifts who can buy the most expensive gifts Mm -hmm. and you know all these different things and so I think that that's honestly really sad because Christmas is supposed to be about yes it's supposed to be about giving but ultimately it is supposed to be about defeating darkness Mm -hmm. that is the only reason that Christmas is a thing because Jesus came to defeat darkness that was his only purpose to defeat darkness and to save us Mm -hmm. from its evil clutches that has us so bound and Mm -hmm. so entrapped in our own sin. And I think that this is such a powerful poem in conveying that, in conveying like this is the kind of darkness that we're sitting in. Yeah. But if we listen, even the stars can't contain themselves. Even Mm -hmm. the stars are singing out their praises. Mm -hmm. And I think especially on this night, they would have felt that even more keenly. And 
I don't know, I think this poem is just so beautiful and one that we should continually think about during Christmas because the shepherds played such an important role. And I mean, they were outcasts in society and they were looked down upon kind of, but in reality, their job was so important. And yes, it was simple and yes, it made them outcasts in society, but it was such an important job and something that the people of Israel could not have lived without. I mean, these shepherds specifically that the angels appeared to were the shepherds who would have been raising the Passover lambs. Mm -hmm. And we have an episode about this from last year. So I'm not going to go into all of that. If you want to listen to that, then you can, because that would take way too long and we're already (laughs) to our time limit, kind of. But they had such an important job Mm -hmm. and yet were looked down upon in society. But the Lord said, you are the first ones who are going to see the Messiah. You're Mm -hmm. the first ones who are going to be told about this incredible miracle Mm -hmm. that is happening, this incredible experience, and you're going to get to partake in that. I think that that's just so powerful that the Lord uses the misfits and the people who are looked down upon in society who are messed up and sinful, and he uses them in such powerful ways. I don't know. I just think that that's really incredible and something that makes a Christmas story really special. Mm -hmm. One of the lines that really struck me in mom's blog post was, She said there's a little line in the poem that says the light exercised the darkness from the world and the world coming back to itself began again. Mm. Wow. Then she says, isn't it just like God to take even our scant and insufficient offerings and use them to set the world aright again? Mm -hmm. If just one of us will sing his praise, it reminds the world around us of what once was, of what can and will be again. I just love, love, love that line. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to uh, make a sign that says yeah. that. Um, because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. He came into the world to set the world aright again. Do we understand this Christmas how big of a deal that is? Yeah. I feel like I keep saying that. Like, do we truly understand how big of a deal that was? Mm-hmm. Our world was sin sick. We're still sin sick. We're still dealing with the effects of sin, of darkness, of evil, of the evil one being in our midst. But who else is in our midst? Who else came to live amongst us, live a perfect and sinless life Mm -hmm. in order to sacrifice himself for us? What greater love than this? And this is what she's trying to convey in this post is that this is what he did And he has enabled us to do this. Mm -hmm. He is the only one because of his perfect and sinless life, because of his death, resurrection, and ascension. Now we have the power to imitate him, to be holy as he is holy. How wonderful is this? How marvelous is this? She says, will you be the one who speaks the truth of the gospel with love into your workplace or school? Will you be the one who calls your church back to what the Lord said Christianity ought to look like? That's a big one. You guys know we we care so much about this. This is one of our biggest passions is to see the American church get back to biblical Christianity. We have gotten this thing so messed up. Mm -hmm. We have gone down the wrong path and we continue to go down it Sunday by Sunday, day by day. We just continue in our complacency and in our modern day Christianity, patting ourselves on the back saying we're right where God wants us to be when that is so not true. (laughs) You understand the shepherds were exactly where they were supposed to be Mm -hmm. and it was small and it was insignificant and it was, I mean, seemingly insignificant. 
it wasn't when you when you look at the the story and how they were raising the Passover lambs, the sacrificial lambs that had to be perfect without any kind of blemish mm-hmm. at all. They had to train, I think dad said what 28 years. Yeah. In order to do this job. Like this wasn't just some quick, oh hey, uh make sure they don't hit their leg, make sure they don't do any of this, you know, 28 years of training mm-hmm. in order to raise these sacrificial lambs for sacrifice for the people. This is what we would still be doing today if not for Jesus coming and dying on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. So many people, I'm sure, if if we could live in Jesus's time, if we could look at his life, if we could watch his ministry, we would go, that's so simple. Mm-hmm. That's so insignificant. That's so not what we expected, yeah. right? And yet he changed the entire world. He changed our lives. He changed our hearts. He changed our our eternity. And it seemed little. It seemed small at the time. It seemed insignificant. It seemed like, what are you doing? Why this? Why mm-hmm. why here? Why Mary and Joseph? Why, you know, so many questions flood our minds about the Christmas story because it's not what we expect. It's not marvelous. It's not mm-hmm. him being born as a king in a palace. And, you know, it's so much smaller. It's so much more ordinary than we would think or we would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's the most marvelous thing that's ever happened in all of human history. And so I just want to end with that challenge that every now and then one of us has the courage to stand up and start singing, mm-hmm. to start praising our king, to start being a true reflection of his heart and his life and our own. And that's what life is about. That's how life should be lived. Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate goal that we should all have going into 2023. It doesn't have to be big and grand and marvelous. Sometimes the ordinary, the smaller uh, tasks and the things that we don't think are important are end up being the most important, end up being the things that have the most impact in people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's what God has called us to do, to love one another, to serve one another, to be the shepherds in our own time. So I would just challenge us all as we go into these next weeks leading up to Christmas and also 2023, Mm -hmm. as we begin a new year, as we look at these things, what if we all took the time to look at the small insignificant tasks and to go, how can I make this beautiful? How can I fill this with the light of Christ? How can I um, turn a profit on this in a godly and biblical way? How can I touch people in a way that will forever change their lives because Mm -hmm. of how mine has been changed? Not because you have the power or I have the power to get them to understand the gravity of the gospel, but we can show them in our own lives what it's done for us. And sometimes that's all people need Mm -hmm. is to just see this Jesus thing lived out in a daily, ordinary way. What makes you different from everybody else? How they react when tornadoes take out their small hometown. Do we act any different on Christmas Eve? (laughs) Or are we like the rest of the world and we just go on and we're selfish and, oh, Mm -hmm. woe is me. Look at this happened to me. You know what? No, this is not what they did. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this might just be a theme going into 2023. Our little corners of the world are important. They hold so much value and significance. Mm -hmm. And yet we often go in search of something bigger and more grand because we're not content in that. And that's what matters. That will ultimately change the world. Mm -hmm. 
So don't go searching for something else. Don't go searching for something that you think is better or more praiseworthy or more significant. Because if you're close to his heart and you're listening to him, you will be where he wants you, Mm -hmm. just as the shepherds were. If you're where he wants you to be, then he will show up in that and he will reveal himself to you in new and amazing ways. And that's ultimately the point of life. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to be living for. So don't be afraid of that small and significant stuff because ultimately that does really, really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, that it encouraged you, that it maybe helped you to kind of look at your priorities this Christmas mm-hmm. season. I know that I have definitely been looking at my priorities and I've definitely been convicted. So that's been pleasant. But we hope that this encouraged you, that it helped you and just kind of reminded you of why we celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. and the actual reason for the season. So we're going to end this episode in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this episode. I thank you so much for this Christmas season that we are celebrating right now. I pray that you would really just be with each and every one of us, that you would really help us to examine our priorities and to make sure that you are at the very top of the list, that you are our number one priority this Christmas season, and that we would just be seeking out new ways to glorify you and to show people that we are different, to show them why we're different, and to really show them why we celebrate Christmas in the way that we do. I pray that you would just help us all to really be focused on you during our family get-togethers, our Christmas parties on Christmas Day, that we would just really celebrate you. We wouldn't celebrate anything else that we have done this year, but that we would celebrate you and your birth, your death, your resurrection, and the way that you have saved all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys, we're going to wrap up the episode here. A little bit of a longer one, but Mm -hmm. we hope it did encourage you. As Maddie said, be sure to subscribe to the show if you are enjoying these episodes. We have so many exciting things planned for 2023 Mm -hmm. and want you here to be a part of it. So be sure to subscribe. And also you can leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate on Spotify and that just helps the show so very much and helps us to grow. So be sure to do that and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys.